voices It's up to you and me To shine a guiding light and lead the way United by our cause We have the power to pursue what we believe We'll achieve the realization of our dreams Hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. Thanks for your company. Once again, I'm Vaughan Benison. At the beginning of 2016, we did an exploration on New Horizons into the differences between My Aged Care and the NDIS. You might remember, we spoke to Lynn Davis, who at the time was on the BCA board, and we also spoke to Pearl and Peter Sumner from Victoria, and we spoke to Karen Knight from Vision Australia about the NDIS. Recently, a Royal Commission into Aged Care Supports and Services has been announced, and Blind Citizens Australia is putting together a submission. We decided to speak with Lynn Davis once again, and also Angela Jeske, Advocacy and Policy Manager with Blind Citizens Australia. Lynn Davis, we spoke to you some years ago about My Aged Care and things surrounding that when we did an investigation into My Aged Care versus the NDIS. That was back in uh, around early 2016. Are you aware of things that have changed since then, or where are we at at this point? Well, um, Vaughan, when, when we last talked about it, um, I think my principal concern was that while the NDIS was being rolled out with varying levels of success and satisfaction, what was happening for people with disability age 65 and over was, by comparison, incredibly inadequate. Uh, and I think the principal concerns at that time were that there was very little disability-related support in the My Aged Care system. It was really extremely difficult to find anything that was specifically related to disability. It was much more framed in terms of uh, frail age, to be honest. It wasn't even healthy ageing, it was frail ageing. Um, it was based on a medical model. It didn't emphasise participation in society as the NDIS did, in theory at least. Um, and also it involved financial contribution from the participants, unlike the NDIS. So there were many aspects of the My Age Care system which were very inadequate. And the concern that we were expressing at the time was that uh, people who had been blind or vision impaired for a considerable period of time and had been in receipt of blindness-related services um, were going to suddenly find themselves in a situation where those supports didn't necessarily exist and it was quite uncertain what the future would be for them under the My Aged Care system and as far as I'm aware, not a lot has changed since that time. Mm. BCA is obviously very concerned about this. There's a call out for feedback about My Aged Care and sharing experience and stories, but Lynn, what is it that uh, BCA is hoping to uh, achieve as an end result of all of this? Yeah, well, look, I suppose, you know, the end result that I'm 
you know, assuming that we all would want is some sort of parity between people aged under 65 and 65 and over. I mean, mm. blindness and vision impairment are what they are, regardless of one's age. Uh, so, you know, that's the absolute bottom line, obviously. There is, at the moment, a Royal Commission inquiring into aspects of aged care in Australia. And this presents an opportunity to make some hopefully well-informed and fairly strong representations about the situation of people who are, you know, in a government definition, 65 and over, aged, um, and who have a disability, in our case, blindness or, or vision impairment. Mm. So in the light of that Royal Commission, BCA is preparing a submission to the Commission, uh, and like all submissions, it needs to be informed by the experience of our members. So uh, BCA has actually appointed a small aged care reference group, and that reference group is assisting um, members of the policy and advocacy team, our staff team to prepare that submission and as part of that process has called for our members to tell their stories about their experience uh, as people aged 65 and over, um, whether they are receiving any sort of support at all related to their blindness and vision in Impairment, and if so, where the support is coming from, what are the gaps in the support, and so on. Mm. It's not only our members. I, I think we need to hear the stories of people more generally. I'm going to go now to Angela Jeske, Policy and Advocacy Manager with Blind Citizens Australia. Angela, this is obviously something that uh, your team has been working on with some time, along with the National Policy Council and uh, other members of the board and uh, and interested parties in Blind Citizens Australia. It's certainly something we've been discussing for some years. What is the process going to be to obtain this feedback and what exactly are you looking for? Absolutely, Vaughan. Um yeah, well, as Lynn said, the, these issues have been very much ongoing and, and we haven't seen a lot of traction uh, so far. So we're, um, we are wanting as many stories as we can gather over the next month so that we can really inform our submission in a really strong way uh, using real-life examples and, and showing the effect that this has on, on our members um, in, you know, in their everyday lives as well. So there's a number of ways that you can contribute to the consultation. Um, one very easy way is to call BCA office. Uh, that's on 1800 033 and talk to me or another staff member um, and we will note down your story with you over the phone. Um, if you don't feel comfortable talking to someone over the phone in person, 
we do have a system by which you can leave a message through the feedback option on our phone system. So calling that same number, 1800 033 but selecting option two to leave feedback. Uh, so this process can be done anonymously if you want to, um, but otherwise, yeah, you can leave your name and phone number if you wanted to, to talk further in the future. Um, and you can also email us with a written response and you can send that to bca at bca.org.au with the subject feedback on aged care. I was very interested in the email that uh, you put out last week and the call to action for BCA members. And there were a few points there that uh, you were drawing to people's attention that they might want to consider when applying their feedback. Do you want to just go through some of those? From previous feedback that we've received, uh, we found that members have had issues with the aged care assessment process, that it is very related to uh, the ageing needs rather than the disability and individualised needs of people who are blind or vision impaired. There's also, as Lynn mentioned, the focus on frailty and ageing um, and and the needs of, of older people who are more frail are very different to those of healthy um, and active people who uh, need, need those disability-specific supports. Um, and connected to that is access to assistive technologies as well. Uh, there are many, many assistive technologies that people can access through disability support programs, but not it's a very much harder to do that uh, through the aged care system. Uh, there are also significant waiting lists through the My Aged Care system. Uh, so if you do need a higher level of support, and that may include some assistive technologies or some other uh, disability-specific supports that, um, you know, fall into the, the funding bracket that's higher uh, than just the, the standard one, uh, and there are significant wait, waiting times on that. And you and I talked about that some years ago, and we talked about the fact that uh, there was a need for some people to wait a considerable amount of time to get any support oh. through My Aged Care. What does that mean to people? How does that waiting list affect them? Well, I mean, it, it has an enormous impact on people. I I understand that currently the waiting time for a package, for a home care package, which is the funded packages, um, is something between 18 months and two years. Uh, and that people who are blind or vision impaired um, don't have a particularly high priority on those lists. So, you know, there are higher priorities that will go uh, further up the, the list. Um, so if, you, if you're assessed um, as eligible for a funding package at some level uh, and your name goes on the waiting list and you have to wait for a year and a half or two years, um, for instance, my computer is ageing and has had a couple of serious illnesses recently and I think is sort of teetering on the brink at the moment. Um, so to get a new computer and then to get all of the necessary software and so on is not inexpensive. Um, but if I had to wait for 
say, 18 months, that would very severely hamper your ability to communicate with other people, to participate in many of the ways, you know, that we currently participate. I guess the other concern too, of course, is that uh, as we age, we do often tend to become more infirm and we do suffer other health problems. And if you had to wait that significant length of time, I could imagine that uh, your needs could well change by then. Well, certainly. In fact, I mean, I I don't want to be alarmist about it, but obviously there would be people on those waiting lists who'd be wondering if they're actually going to survive (laughs) until they Mm. got to the point where they they were funded um and i mean that that issue is obviously one that is of concern to all older people who Mm. might be in need of some support related to their age but uh, what we're specifically talking about here is support that's specifically related to our blindness or vision impairment certainly related to our age as such. And and particularly where that blindness or vision impairment existed before the age of 65 and the arbitrary cut-off date of the NDIS. Angela, when do you want to have these stories in? So just to give us plenty of time to write the submission and to... uh you know, to gather all of the stories together, we need to receive your feedback by Monday the 5th of August. Um, so, yeah, we've still got, got a month or more to to give that feedback and to think about how, how you'll, you will share your story. Um, but, yeah, Monday the 5th of August is when we need to hear from you. Lynn Davis there, member of the National Policy Council of Blind Citizens Australia and Angela Jeske, Policy and Advocacy Manager with Blind Citizens Australia. And if you'd like to get your feedback into that submission, you can call BCA on 1800 033 660. 1800 033 660. Of course, if you'd like to contact them about anything else, you can do the same thing. Email bca at bca.org.au. The Blind Citizens Australia website is www.bca.org.au. Don't forget that BCA relies on donations from the community. It's the beginning of the new financial year, so all donations are most welcome. And of course, all donations over $2 are tax deductible. If you'd like to find out how you can do that, have a look at the website or contact BCA on the aforementioned phone number. Just to remind you again that one 800 and someone will be sure to tell you how you can donate to the organisation. I'm Vaughan Benison. I hope you've enjoyed the programme and I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream of our dreams